Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. S&P futures are, are enjoying uh, very healthy gains. They're up about 18 to 19 points. That's about 57 basis points. Europe is up about a percent plus for the major indices. Uh, most of Asia finished higher, including mainland China and Hong Kong. Japan was closed. Um, Korea, South Korea was really kind of the only outlier um, that ended in the red in Asia. So just kind of running down, um, you know, the reasons for today's rally, I think it's a lot of a lot of it is kind of just a continuation of what we saw in November and December. Um, you know, despite the calendar changing over to a new year, we're still kind of in holiday mode, I think, on Wall Street. It won't be until Monday where you th- where you see things normalize more in terms of liquidity, attendance and news, et cetera. Um, you know, as far as the catalyst, the you know, the fundamental catalyst, the big one obviously is the China PBOC triple R cut that was announced yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, New Year's Day, um, down 50 basis points for the cut. Obviously, this is positive, certainly not negative, but I will say that Chinese officials had been signaling such a move um, in the final weeks of December, so it's not entirely unexpected. Most assume China would be cutting the triple R's um, before the upcoming New Year's holiday, which is um, up, coming up in a couple of weeks. And then keep in mind, too, this is the eighth cut that China has made on the triple R since the start of 2018. So it's hardly unprecedented. Um, but nevertheless, you know, definitely positive. And that, I would say, is the main motivation, the main fundamental motivation for the rally this morning. Um, a couple of other f- items on the geopolitical front. Um, you know, I think people are breathing a small sigh of relief. Uh, after the um, North Korean urine speech by Kim um, in the last 24 hours, where he certainly kind of reiterated a lot of the threats towards the U.S., but his language also did not suggest that there was going to be an imminent, um, you know, escalation of tensions as far as stepped-up weapons tests. So I think that's another positive. You had, um, you know, the unrest around the American embassy in Baghdad, which had been kind of a big issue earlier in the week. Um, that seems to have dissipated for the time being that, um, you know, the assault on the embassy seems to have uh, been thwarted for the time being. So geopolitics, I think, is helping as well. On the eco data front, um, nothing too dramatic, but most of the Asian manufacturing PMIs in December did tick higher from November. So that's, um, you know, obviously not negative. And then the final European manufacturing PMI for December, which was out this morning, that was revised up from the flash reading. So, you know, I think the China PBOC triple R cut is the main driver on fundamentals, and then geopolitics and eco data are helping as well. Um, some of the wires are citing "quote unquote" trade optimism. Um, you know, nothing happened on the trade front, so they're going back to that tweet from Trump Tuesday morning, where he said he was going to sign Phase One on January fifteenth. You know, again, I think that the whole you know U.S. China signed trade deal narrative that had been very potent as far as a upside catalyst throughout um, you know most of December. I think that's largely run its course. Um, you know, the next key uh, deliverable on that front is going to be actually seeing the phase one text. Um, and that should hit at any time in the next few weeks. But that really is is going to be critical as far as looking at, you know, are there specific numbers and benchmarks included in that? Um, are there any parameters or is there any schedule as far as um, further tariff rollback? Um, or is it just kind of a bunch of bland um, paragraphs that really are not very specific? If it's if there's specificity in that phase one agreement, I think that's definitely going to be positive and it makes it a little bit more credible. If it's kind of just more of the same um, vague platitudes, then I think investors are going to wind up being disappointed. Um, so that is that that to me is the first major catalyst of 2020. And the second one will be just earnings. And that starts in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tuesday, January 14th kicks things off and that week will be dominated by banks. So earnings and the phase one text 
um, in my view, are going to be kind of the, the next real key, um, you know, questions for this market. Um, that is kind of most of the major macro news. Nothing too dramatic on um, the micro front. Um, you know, a few interesting items. One, one talking about just the enormous amounts of unspent capital sitting at private equity firms. One estimate's a trillion and a half dollars, um, which is a record high. And then apparently Tiffany attempted to shop itself to Berkshire when um, when it was in the bidding war with uh, when when LVMH launched its bid for the company and uh, Buffett passed on it. Um, as far as the calendar is concerned, um, nothing really major today. Just a couple of uh, relatively minor eco numbers. Um, actually, really just one eco number, the market manufacturing PMI. But I think more important will be on Friday, you get the U.S. manufacturing ISM at 10 a.m. And then Friday, tomorrow afternoon, you're going to get Fed minutes from the last meeting. I doubt either of those are going to be um, particularly impactful. But those are the last scheduled um, catalysts for the week. And then as you get into next week, the week of the sixth, um, you know, you have a lot more eco data. Um, Congress is returning on Tuesday the 7th, um, or at least the House is returning then. Um, and then, you know, recall there had been some press reports that the Chinese vice premier is due, to, due in Washington this Saturday the 4th. Um, it's unclear given that Trump said he's not signing phase one until January 15th. So it's not clear kind of the schedule um, over the coming days. Um, again, it's just kind of when that text is going to be hitting the wires. And at this point, um, it's not clear which day specifically, but it, you know, presumably will be by the 15th when Trump uh, puts a signature on it. Um, I, I have sent around a bunch of kind of bigger picture strategy pieces. Um, I put the links to all of them in the Vital Dawn today, and I'll be sending around a larger compilation um, probably this weekend, just ahead of uh, Monday's trading, when I think you know you'll be back to more full uh, staff levels on Wall Street, um, and that is mostly it for uh, today. Like I said, should be relatively slow and quiet for the rest of the week. Um, you know, you still have kind of this big debate about earnings multiples, where bulls um, insist easing trade tensions, coupled with very de-risked estimates following months of estimate cuts, um, sets things up well. Going forward, well, monetary accommodation will will support multiples at higher levels than um, historical uh, than higher than historical levels. Um, you know, again, I continue to be skeptical on both fronts, but um, it really won't be until you see um, you know some more kind of concrete news to really scrutinize those um, those assumptions. So that is it for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening.